We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by WinBet. It's Friday, February 25th, 2022. Alex Berutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K-Train Kreitz. All aboard! Let's jump right into the news. Uh, we had Devin Booker last night lead the Suns with 12 assists 30, uh, and 25 points as Phoenix deals with the long absence of Chris Paul, who's expected to be out for six to eight weeks. Uh, pretty much effectively ending his fantasy season. Uh, the Suns beat Oklahoma City 124 to 104. Campaign still not back from his wrist injury and hopes to play tonight. Aaron Holiday had a solid 12, 2, and 5 with one steal off the bench. Uh, Shannon, what do you think about, uh, you know, fantasy opportunities, guys to pick up uh, who could benefit from Chris Paul being out? Yeah, I know, you know, Aaron Holiday has been getting a lot of buzz uh, campaign uh, now that, that now that he's going to be returning. Uh, if, and then you also have Cam Johnson. Um, I think we'll probably be talking about all three of those guys in the waiver wire uh, section segment today. Um, I of those guys, I think it's Cam Johnson and campaign. It's the two cams that I'm targeting. I'm not a believer in Aaron Holiday. He, he's probably the worst holiday. Uh, he's had chances before and he hasn't done much with it. So any, anyone who's expecting Aaron holiday to jump three in holidays. and yeah. three holidays that he's the worst of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, him, you know, anyone expecting him to come in play 32 minutes and, and post a line like he did last night. I, I don't expect that to be a regular occurrence. Um, so I would, I would pick up camp Johnson or campaign. Um, if you're in a deep enough league and, and camp Johnson campaign are, aren't, uh, available, then Aaron Holiday becomes an option. To Shannon's point, Cameron Johnson, five dimes last night. You know, I always think of him as this tall three-point shooter. But moving the ball well, everybody had some nice assists. Uh, even Jay Crowder with four dimes. Yeah, Cameron Johnson, pretty... nice, nice line last night. 21 points. Love it. No, Cam Johnson was fantastic last night. And then, you know, even... Mikael Bridges is able. I mean, he had four assists as well. He had yep. he had a big assist game uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think it was six or seven assists. 
Um, I mean, that's really one of the big winners here is going to be Mikael Bridges as well. He had 17 field goal attempts in last night's game. Uh, it's pretty rare that when he gets 17 field goal attempts, that had he, to be his that had to be his first career game where he lay, leads the team in in shot attempts, don't you think? I haven't looked that up. It's seventeen. It's, wow. Yeah, if it's not the first, it's one of few. So I mean, Bridges owners, you could see a very nice bump in Paul's absence. Yeah, I've, uh, I pretty much echo everything you guys said, honestly. <laughs> so uh, we'll keep it moving. Ken, we had a not too surprising Trailblazers loss. Yeah, ugly national game. The Trailblazers lost 132 to 95 at home to Golden State. The starting five for your Trailblazers of Anthony Simons, Josh Hart, CJ Ellaby, Justice Winslow, and Drew Eubanks. He of the new 10 day contract, Drew Eubanks at center. You may have missed that Yusuf Nurkic is out until April due to left foot plantar fasciitis. Guys, Fasciitis, my apologies, fasciitis. Uh, guys, after Simons and Hart, who is roster viable on this Trailblazer squad? Simmons and Hart. Sorry. Sim- Start talking. It's Simons. It's okay. That's one we go back and <laughs> forth on every time. That's, that's the way it's supposed to go. Uh, I, I do think there's a couple other players that are certainly worth a look, depending on your format. Uh, we are absolutely going to highlight some of these guys again in the waiver wire segment. Uh, but Winslow, you know, there's going to be some efficiency issues, but he's going to have decent production, uh, you know, across the board. Um, and I don't buy Eubanks being a big contributor for this team. Um, I think he's good enough to stick around past his 10 day contract. Uh, because I also don't believe Nurkic is going to return this season. Uh, if you that that's really the biggest actionable item here is if do you you're think, Nurkic. Um, do you think Trendon Watford is the move at center for Portland? That that is the guy who I would go pick up. I you know I think in ten team, twelve team leagues, there's probably a safer option for you to pick up off waiver wire. Fourteen team leagues or 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 deeper rosters. For, for the shallower uh, formats, uh, it's possible Wofford would be your guy. But uh, I'm not, you know, Wofford, Wofford's certainly worth a look. He, he played two more minutes than, than Eubanks last night. Wofford's had some pretty good games off the bench already and carved out uh, a long-term deal with, with, the, uh, with the Blazers even prior to Nurkic going down with injury. I, I do like Wofford quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, they're just uh, Portland right now. They're playing a lot of guys between 17 and 24 minutes. And so in fantasy, that's tough. I might be on the other side of the Watford versus Eubanks debate. But if you're in a 12-teamer, this it probably doesn't even matter. Uh, I don't know if either of those guys are rosterable in 12-teamers. And, that's a fiery uh, debate. That's a fiery debate. Yeah. It's going to rage on all season long. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, over the past eight games, Watford um, has already carved out a 20 minute role, uh, 6.8 points, 4.4 rebounds. You know, like, like I said, he, he received a long term deal uh, from went from a two way contract to a four year right. deal. Bump Dennis Smith off the roster. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Blazers obviously see something they like here. Um, you know, I think he's he's obviously small for a center, 6'8", 237. Uh, if I outweigh you and you're a center, um, that's problematic. Well, n- not for all of them, but for, for a lot of them, it's problematic. Um, 
but you know, I, there's more upside here. I don't think he'll ever be a banger and, and be posting 20 and 10, but if he carves out 28 minutes per game, uh, there'll be enough, there'll be enough stats, you know, rebounds, mostly rebounds and, and points uh, with decent field goal percentage that it'll be worthwhile in a 12 team league. How about the giant green light that Chauncey Billups has given Anthony Simons to just chuck any shot he wants from the logo in like he hit my goodness. They were, they were trying to run with golden state last night and just shoot within six seconds of the shot clock. Simon's, He's going to get, he's going to have a 25, 30 attempt game uh, shortly. Yeah. This month, uh, 19 field goal attempts a game. 10 of those are three pointers averaging basically 25 and five. Um, the efficiency is good. We'll see if that lasts. Um, but his emergence obviously really good. Cause for the, for, for the first three years of his career, it was kind of, he was kind of the bug of a joke because of how much they valued him. Everyone was like, Gets on the court, he never does anything. Bad, you know, bad field goal percentage. Never passes. Still doesn't really pass that much. But um, looking very good right now. We have to. Tip now our you could argue who would he pass to? Right. <laughs> well, exactly. Right. Yeah. That's see. That's how. That's the the psychological warfare that general managers uh, in Portland are playing on us. They're like, yeah. well, what do you expect? More than five assists a game to C.J. Ellaby and Ben McLemore? Like, of course he's only getting five assists a game. He what? is. Simon's Simon's will will drop a a forty piece on someone before yeah. the end of the oh, season yeah. with upside. Yeah. yeah, it's with upside for like a fifty a fifty point outing. Like he is he is he is. They're gonna play types. Sacramento. It'll be like a 150, 148 point game OT that he just yeah lights it up. Yeah. By the was, way, last night I mean twenty. He only played twenty eight minutes because it ended up being a blowout. But yeah. he he would have he would have had thirty five points if he played more. You know, if yeah. it was a closer game. By the way, who's got crazier hair, Derek White or Ellaby? What is going on with those two? Wiggy. Yeah. They're, be- they're beautiful. <laughs> um, okay, in uh news <laughs> out of I don't know how I don't know how to, I don't know how to transition. There's no transition now. for that. There's no transition. Keep I moving. don't. Um take us Indiana. to positive news from Indiana, Alex. Uh, yes, exactly. Out of Indiana, Malcolm Brogdon listed as probable after mif- missing 15 games doing Achilles injury uh injury. Uh, and they were listing him as questionable for about 10 of those, which uh, I personally enjoyed. Indiana's <laughs> starting five is projected to be Brogdon, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, O'Shea Brissett, and Goga Batatse. Miles Turner expected to be back in around two weeks. I'm sure they will not rush him back. Uh, and again, Brogdon, the Achilles issue has been bothering him for a long time. I would be shocked if he plays shocked. more than... 15 minutes this game, and I assume uh, they'll keep ramping him up. Do you think um, he'll sit back-to-backs now through the end of the season? You know, one of two of each back-to-back could just try. If he has – yeah. let me put it – let me reword this another way. If he – as soon as he is a hot game for the Pacers, trade him. Because there would be he's, – he's going to be so erratic of playing time. Yeah, I mean, Indiana is 20 and 40. They just traded for a point guard who looks like he could be their point guard of the future. He's dealing with an Achilles injury. I think he'd probably sit back to backs. Again, I'd be surprised if he's consistently playing over 30 minutes a game. Um, and, you know, to some extent, they do have to play him because I think they want to trade him during the offseason. Uh, they couldn't trade him this year because he recently signed a contract. 
And so you have to at least prove like, hey, Malcolm Brogdon is available and he's on the court and he plays okay when he's out there. And I think they take like 20 cents on the dollar for him at this point uh, because of the injury woes. But that's that. Um, Uh, Are we sure? Are we sure Goga is going to start as center? Because. uh, Well, Jackson's Isaiah Jackson's game time call, too. So. Uh, he's probably he's probable though. Uh, Isaiah okay. Jackson also probable. I you know based on the way when when those two are healthy and, and the way things are which really hasn't happened very often. But even the most recent game when I, J, Isaiah Jackson went down with injury, yeah, Gogo was in and basically had to leave the floor after a couple minutes because he was super ineffective. Jackson yeah. came in and immediately started dominating. I honestly I I would be surprised. Goga might get the start, but I think Jackson plays more minutes once those two are both healthy and Turner, you know, assuming Turner's still out at that time. Yeah, are you we suggesting should've... maybe a waiver wire dart on Isaiah Jackson? Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should have mentioned that. Uh, Batase's been starting, but he hasn't been very effective. Um, I say that as someone who picked him up in multiple leagues and um, is not happy about it. But we can move on. Uh, Ken, we had a big announcement from uh, the uh, former Celtic. Yeah, maybe you guys announced this on the last pod episode, but the Knicks announced Wednesday that Kemba Walker will sit out the remainder of the season. Kemba had started his last 13 games. This is not the homecoming. Everybody was hoping Walker uh, would have back home in New York. So, bing, bong. The Knicks are 25 and 34, 12th in the East, two games back of the last play in spot. Guys, we've discussed this before, uh, and the answers weren't, uh, there was no obvious or useful solution. But who gets the boost in New York with Kemba on the bench? Are we more in the Alec Burks camp or Emmanuel Quickly? Uh, I don't know. This situation is as confusing to me as like, uh Brooklyn center situation. I don't I don't know. I don't know who with Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau loves Alec Burks. Uh has hesitated to give minutes to young guys in the past, which is Emmanuel quickly. Um I you know again maybe they they pulled back Fournier's minutes as well and then you can give minutes to quickly. I uh, Cam Reddish is could technically uh see some more minutes. I just have no idea what he to can't make. see less minutes. Yeah well that's true. <laughs> I just honestly I don't really know what to make of the situation. Kemba you know, Kemba was seeing like 20 minutes a game pretty consistently. Yeah. So like those will go somewhere, but it's just, I don't know if it's going to any one specific guy who is going to take those minutes and get become fantasy relevant. What, what about Quentin Grimes? He started four games in a row. Yeah. And I know that, that, that aligns with RJ Barrett missing time, but in those four games, Grimes, Grimes has played 35 minutes, uh, 13.3 points, four rebounds, one block. Uh, and 3.53s, he, he's on fire from downtown right now. Uh, but, you know, is, is he a guy who could carve out, I don't know if he'll be a starter, but at least carve out a, a, a reasonable role where he's playing 25 to 30 minutes a game with Kemba, Kemba now gone? I just don't think you can even roster him, really. I mean, maybe you can stream him in for threes, but I'm looking at his six starts right now, and it's 13 points a game on 10 shots. Yeah. So, and it's well, I mean, three and a half made threes. So, like that works, but he's just low usage three point shooter. When so. is the last time the Knicks had a legitimate point guard? That's going to be a while. I know that because next year they're going to have Russell Westbrook, and that's not going to be fun. 
Oh, it'll be fun for us. <laughs> Fournier is going to look great in the purple and gold. Uh, okay. Hey, Alex, there's some good news in Philadelphia. James Harden making his Philly debut tonight at Minnesota. Um, you know, I, I think it, Embiid and, and Hargan, uh, it's the right move to trade for him. How they gel, kind of an open question because they're both, at this point, they both kind of turned into ISO players, not in a bad way. Um, obviously, they have the upside to be one of the best pick and pop slash pick and roll duos of all time. But uh, I don't know. I think there'll be an adjustment period for certain. Um, I guess... I, Shannon, is there anyone you think could benefit that's not Harden or Embiid in this situation? Like, is there any, you know, because they lost Curry as well and there's no Drummond. But, I, you know, Matisse Thibault's minutes are up and down and Cork Maz isn't really much. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's tough to identify a player who necessarily will benefit outside of those two. I mean, I think the big, biggest beneficiary here is James Harden. Uh, as far as total value, because guys, guys like Tyrese Maxey, obviously he's going to see a dip. Uh, I, I would say the same for Tobias Harris. Essentially, Embiid and Harden are going to take turns. And we've seen that with Harden in the past. If it's just one other star that he's working with and they take turns, it doesn't really impact Harden. He's not going to be – he'll produce at a higher level than he did in Brooklyn, in my opinion. Um, they're also – they'll be able to stagger the minutes of those two as well, and they'll basically be able to just take turns dominating and being the go-to option. Um, you know, Embiid, I, I, they will be a, a very a very formidable pick-and-roll threat, uh, but Embiid also is a guy who, who likes to catch the ball, hold it, and play around for a little bit before he takes his shot. Down the uh, rock. Yeah. So it's it'll be interesting. I don't think it'll be an entertaining form of basketball for many folks. It will for me because I already like watching Harden. Uh, but but I think people will be annoyed by it. Uh, but I think it'll be it'll be it'll be very uh, effective. And Harden will see a boost. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's you know easily a top ten fantasy player for the rest of the season. I will, I will definitely be annoyed by the play, and I'm a really worried. I, I managed Tobias Harris in a bunch of leagues. I am worried about his 15-shot attempts a game going down a lot with Harden out there on the uh, on the floor. Uh, so my, my concern's about Tobias. Yeah, Harris, Tobias Harris has been uh, right in the 65 range uh, in total value over the past 11, or 11 games, past month of play. Uh, you know, 18 points, six, 6.7 rebounds, very solid, exactly the type of production you'd want, you'd expect to see from him. That's going to go down. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't expect him to to be anywhere near what we've seen. And same thing for Maxi. Maxi's in that 50, 60 range yeah. as well. Though it, you're not going to have those two guys both averaging 18, 19 points per game with Harden now on the roster. I agree. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, gentlemen, it's time for our fan feedback question. Today's fan question comes from superfan Jay Allen with the shot, who asks, what is going on with the center position in Brooklyn? Also, can you give me an outlook for O'Shea Brissett in Indiana? Shannon and Alex, what say you? Uh, let's start with the center position in Brooklyn. Go ahead, Alex. <laughs> uh, yeah, you may as well be trying to read like hieroglyphics with this uh, Brooklyn center situation. I have no idea. I mean, you know, Ken, you put in our notes last night. Drummond started, played 20 minutes, 11 points, six rebounds, stealing a block. That's what he does. Claxton played 11 minutes, eight points and a rebound. Um, if nobody, if, if nobody's able to consistently crack 20 minutes a game, it's just there's, I don't think there's anything to do. I guess Drummond would be your best option just because he's the, he's a stats guy. He just puts up numbers. Um, Steals numbers are always high, especially for a center for Drummond, which is nice. Yeah. He, uh, he will not hesitate to just jump in a passing lane and go for a steal, even if it's not the best thing for the team. <laughs> yeah. um, so I don't know, man. I, I I don't know what to do. I, I yeah, no, I I hear you. I I do think Drummond is the guy to if if you're gonna roster one net center, it's Drummond. Uh, you know, it's not. It's it's one. It's encouraging that he's played four straight games. He started all of those games uh, with Claxton he was out of the rotation before last night. Uh, you know, that's the, the first time he was able to crack the rotation since Drummond uh, was added to the team. And I just don't 
I don't buy. I also, you know, it's a 23 win, 23 point win by Boston. I don't buy that Claxton's going to be a part of the rotation if it's a competitive game and everyone's healthy. You also have Lamarcus Aldridge, obviously, and that's basically who Drummond had been splitting minutes with prior to the last night's game against Boston. It was it was Drummond getting the 24 or so minutes and Aldridge getting the, about the same. Uh, I I think it's Drummond and Aldridge will have some value. Claxton's got to show me that he's playing 25 minutes per, which I don't believe will happen. I mean, the dilemma for Claxton is they're playing a win right now, and they don't care about developing anyone for the future. And long-term, minutes for Claxton would be the way to go, but they don't care long-term. Claxton may also be just as good as Drummond right now, but they traded for Drummond, and uh, yeah. Well, I would argue argue they are about as good as each other, but neither is good. So, <laughs> that's the issue. And uh, as far as O'Shea Brissett, yeah, I mean he's the he's the starting power forward in yeah. uh, in Indiana. He so in his five starts, he's averaged fourteen and eight with two assists, a block and a half. Uh, shooting numbers are okay. The free throw percentage isn't great, but he's someone that basically for the past two seasons, um, you know, the, both coaches who have coached the Pacers have liked Brissett and just give him 24 minutes a game at least. So I like his upside. I'm not scared of Jalen Smith coming in and taking his minutes because Jalen Smith isn't good. And Isaiah, I mean, he will have to compete against Isaiah Jackson and to some extent, Terry Taylor, although Taylor's on a two-way deal. So kind of unclear what's going to happen there, but I like Brissett as like a, I guess maybe a flyer in a 12 teamer kind of borderline there. But if you're in a 14 teamer, I would pick him up. I have picked him up. Yeah. There are a and, lot of the minutes available in India. Yeah. Yeah. And with Brissett, I mean, as long as he continues to start, he's worth a look. I don't buy the long-term viability. I don't believe he's going to start long-term. Um, I, I think that this team will, will give more minutes to, or, or Brissett could continue to start, but Jalen Smith will get too many minutes for Brissett to really, uh, cap off, you know, yeah, Isaiah Jackson, Terry Taylor, like you mentioned, Alex. I, I think those guys are probably as good as Brissett and will eventually eat into the minutes. So I don't buy once everyone's healthy that Brissett will be out there playing 38 minutes per game. Uh, but as long as he's starting, he's worth a roster spot. I mean, there's even some 10 team league, 10 team leagues where he would be worth it. Uh, I just, I would just say he's a streaming option until you need to find something else. I'll say to O'Shea's credit, we've been saying when the paces are healthy all year, and I'm not, that may never happen. <laughs> you know, he, he might just keep falling into minutes because nobody could stay healthy on this pace. The, the when healthy thing is, you know, mostly about Isaiah Jackson and, and Durante. Like th- this team, this team could go small, could go smaller as well. I would argue they're going small by, by having Brissett play the floor. Duarte is healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Duarte, exactly. I, I, I just think there's a lot of pieces that are from a talent standpoint are all very comparable. So I I don't think Brissett's by any means a lock to play 30 minutes and stick in the starting lineup. All right. Well, fans, uh, please leave us a question for next week's episode. Just go to YouTube, uh, the Rotowire YouTube channel, look for the most recent NBA uh, video and leave us a question in the comments and we'll answer it uh, next week. Let's jump into the waiver wire. Uh, next week's slate of games includes Toronto with five games. That's huge. Uh, you could probably, you could probably pick up Ken Birch, uh, and 
Portland only the has dynamic two. Kim Birch. Yeah, Portland only has two games, so it may not be your time to take a flyer on uh, Eubanks or or Al, uh, who, who's the other guy, Watford. Um, but I will jump into it, ironically, with a guy from Portland, <laughs> Justice Winslow, who's probably I think he's long term anyway. Yeah, uh, long term viable. Definitely. Anyway, since joining the starters, Winslow is averaging thirteen point three points, six point five rebounds, three and a half assists, and two point four stocks. I will not even mention his percentages because they are not safe for work. Uh, and don't look at them and expect them to get better because he's been inefficient for his entire career and bricks free throws uh, terribly. But yeah. one thing we do know about Winslow is he puts up numbers when he plays. Uh, fills a stat sheet on both ends of the court. Can pass a little bit. Decent rebounder. Just He's just a hooper. Okay. Um, I'm not expecting his role to, to diminish really anytime soon. And uh, if anything, he could get more rebounds because of Nurkic going out and there's just a ton more usage available. What I love about Winslow is they have no one else to play on that Portland Trailblazer squad. What I hate about Winslow, he might have the ugliest non-center free throw shot in the NBA. That weird left-handed chuck thing that he does. He looks like he's terrified, but a great free agent pickup. Not terrified of racking up stocks. Uh, no. Yeah. Handsy. Exactly. Exactly. That's the problem. He's, too, he's got too much hands. Too he much hands. Free, he the can't ball shoot won't... free throws. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Ken. Who is your available in 50% of leagues suggestion? Yeah, we mentioned him a lot in the news section. Cameron Payne is uh, rostered in only 43% of Yahoo. A lot of that's because he's been hurt for a while with a wrist issue. Uh, he's only rostered in 9% of ESPN leagues. But remember, Chris Paul is out six to eight weeks. Payne's per 36 this season, per 36, 18 and a half points, 6.4 dimes, two trays, and almost five rebounds a game. I'm not sure he's going to get 36 minutes, but he's going to get a lot of time with Chris Paul out. Doesn't shoot well from the field. He's a career 42% shooter, but he did shoot 48% last year. Suns only have three games next week. Uh, as with Winslow, this is a long-term play, though. I just think Payne's going to get a ton of minutes for the Suns. Yeah, Payne's a guy, too. He doesn't even need to start. Like, e- even if even if the Suns decide to start someone like Aaron Holiday or or stick with Cam Johnson and, and, ha- and have, you know, Devin Booker be the starting point guard, Cam Payne will still get minutes off the bench, and his minutes will increase. He's already been productive on a permanent basis last season, this season as well. So those minutes are going to increase, and I, I totally agree with you, Ken. I think he's one of the better pickup targets right now. Thank you. Well, uh, Shannon, I think you want to stay in Phoenix. Who's your available in 50% of leagues? Yeah, I will stay there. It's Cam Johnson. Uh, I, I he He's the guy who was moved into the starting lineup last night because campaign was not available. Uh, Cam Johnson, over the past 13 games, he's already he's been a top 100 player over the past 13 games already. Uh, with averages of 12.7 points, 3.9 rebounds, 2.5 three-pointers, and and his percentages are stellar, 49% from the floor, 88% from the line. Uh, He will get you, maybe get you some steals, don't really block shots at all, Uh, but he is a guy who, it's like I said, it's possible the Suns will take have campaign come off the bench and kind of lead that second unit, be a breather for, for... Booker, when he if he's handling the ball too much, 
And if that's the case, Cam Johnson could be the guy that sticks to the starting lineup. They looked well. They looked good last night with, with that setup, uh, although it was against OKC, correct? So yes, yeah. yeah. Can't read, can't but, read too much into it. But guys shooting forty three percent from behind the arc all season long. Yeah. Great three point shooter. That's not that doesn't change who whoever he's playing. Yep, exactly. I mean, at the, Cameron Johnson should already be owned. Or he should be rostered in more leagues already. He's available he's, in half of Yahoo leagues. Half. Yeah. And, and and 90% of ESPN leagues. Like, it, it's baffling to me. Yeah, he's already established himself basically the top 100 player over the past month. And there's upside for more. So he's he absolutely bias. should be picked up. Yeah. East Coast bias, I think. Uh, Alex... My, uh, Oh, go ahead. Who dive yeah. into your long shot of the week, Alex? Yeah, my long shot, uh, Denny Avia, twenty three percent roster in Yahoo, six percent on ESPN. Past five games, twelve and a half points, seven and a half boards, two assists, and one point eight stocks in thirty one minutes. Uh, to me, like I, you know, Avia is not a, a home run guy. He just uh, he's kind of <laughs> to keep the baseball analogies going. He's just eating minutes right now while the Wizards kind of deal with injuries and the the roster reconstruction but positive notes and something that i look for a lot he's taking three free throws a game which doesn't sound like a lot but given his usage rate it's actually pretty high and 4.4 threes so that's a pretty nice combination um and he can pass a little more than i think he's shown uh although ish smith raul neto and kyle kuzma are not afraid to just kind of dominate the ball there um <laughs> but so i think he's you know Maybe back end twelve team put them in when they have four games. Kind of a guy uh, should probably be rostered in more than at least twenty three percent of Yahoo leagues at this point. This is just like your Winslow suggestion. You're mining for gold on trash rosters where somebody's got to get minutes. And hey, pedigree. What was he? Number seventh pick overall. You know they. Yeah. Washington should do everything possible to still try to develop him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He's only twenty one. Still tons of upside. He's a much better rebounder than I thought he would. He had a big 15-rebound game uh, before the All-Star break. Uh, I think there's plenty of upside here. There will be plenty of opportunity for for rebounds, playing alongside a hobbled Thomas uh, Bryant and, mm. and, uh, and Kyle Kuzma, who's not necessarily known for his rebounding acumen. So I, I, I like him. I like him. I think he's a solid pickup. And correction, he was a ninth overall pick in 2020. My, my apologies to Wizard fans. Ken, who's your long shot? My long shot, kind of maybe debating whether he should be my dull pick or a long shot. Luke Kennard back into getting minutes with a hurt Norman Powell for the Clippers. Uh, You know, guessing who's going to score on this uh, Clippers squad, not easy. (laughs) But uh, Kennard's back in the picture after, frankly, everybody dumped him after that Powell trade. Yeah, you see in uh, 23 minutes and at least 23 minutes the past two games, scored 25 points, the most recent one. Um, he's all right. He's got to, like, I, he's been you fine need all threes. year. I mean, four, yeah, you need threes, weeks. he's going to chuck them. It's up to you. Yeah. Yeah. They paid him for a reason. They're going to at least play him. That's gonna right. Be, and I, it's oh. going to be a roller coaster, right? Ups and downs. <laughs> yeah, right. But, but he's going to be have- Morris one night, and then it'll be Kennard, and then it'll be Mann, and it's you know Jackson. But there's going to be some highlights there, especially if you need threes. Yeah, fun, fun team, fun team. All right. So my long shot of the week, 
Yeah, I, we mentioned two of the guys earlier, so I'll I'll run over them quickly. I, Isaiah Jackson's probable for tonight. I do believe, as long as Miles Turner out, I think Jackson will carve out a big enough role uh, in the Pacers front court that he will be worthy of consideration in like 14 team leagues. Uh, so if you went out and picked out Terry Taylor or one of those other guys uh, in a deeper format, uh, Jackson might be a better solution for you there. Trendon Watford, like discussed, uh, Nurkic is out for at least a month, uh, which means he's probably out for the rest of the season. Not exactly uh, Cal Ripken. No, no. And, and that team, I mean, it, it's Eubanks and Watford. They don't really have any other center on that roster who can they can plug in. So Eubanks could continue to start. He hasn't shown me enough. To, to make me think he'll hold off Watford, who the team just committed to for five years. I mean, this it's a no-brainer that they end up giving Watford more of a look, whether, you know, could be just be more minutes off the bench, but I firmly believe he'll end up in the starting lineup. Uh, and then lastly, a name to just toss out, if you're very desperate, you know, Rajon Rondo. Uh, he started for the Cavs last night. Uh, he could continue to start. It kind of remains to be seen what's going to play out. Uh, with the injury situation and the the guards, the guard guards, they, the Cavs just been so shallow. So every time Garland, you know, Sexton's out for the season, obviously. Garland missed last night's game. It's kind of to be determined how long Garland's going to miss. Uh, same thing with Levert. He also missed last night's game. So you just really need Levert's out one to two weeks. It really depends. If if Garland's out as well, uh, it's treat. He's receiving treatment for his back. That's tough to judge. Uh, it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if he misses at least a couple games because of it. Uh, but Rondo is at the very least a streaming option. You know, hopefully it's a, a league that doesn't include turnovers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's move on to some words from our sponsors. Ken, tell us about WinBet. WinBet is the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcasts. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down on blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in nine states, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. Register for WinBet today, make a qualifying deposit, and wager to receive $200, yes, $200 in free bets. Promotion may vary by state. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T, as in the win casino in Las Vegas. Again, that's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. Thrive Fantasy is back for another season of fantasy basketball, and they're running guaranteed contests every day this NBA season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top-tier athletes that will have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you claim 
your free RotoWire subscription. Visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Play in your first paid contest, and then you will receive the free six-month RotoWire subscription, which is great as baseball season hopefully starts to ramp up. <laughs> uh, we have plenty of great coverage on that. We love our uh, friends at Thrive. All right, gentlemen, give us your DFS picks for tonight, Friday, February 25th. Yes, uh, as always, make sure to check the injury report. Those are changing throughout the day. Highest over-unders on the slate, uh, today's nine-game slate. Philly at Minnesota obviously will be a game with a lot of eyes on it at 229 is the over-under there. And that's followed by the Pelicans at the Suns at 228 which be a little more interesting with Chris Paul out at least. We're going to breeze through this. Those are not high for your highest over-unders. Also should point out our DFS section brought to us by our sponsor, FanDuel. Thank you. Uh, we're going to breeze through this a little bit. Shannon has a hard out, so we're going to, we're going to get in. We're going to get out. Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to jump in with one name that I think has been under-discussed lately. I guess Jalen Suggs. Going up against the Houston Rockets very quietly. Uh, the haters will not let you know this. Uh, since he returned in mid-January, is averaging one fantasy point per minute, uh, which is kind of the bar for uh, a very viable fantasy player. Been productive. Uh, he had a 42-point fantasy outing not so long ago. Uh, had another 40 when he came back from injury. Uh, he's playing really well. Uh, after after a slow start to the season, I feel like he's not getting enough attention for playing well and going up against Houston. Um, Orlando is expected to score 119 points, uh, which they usually are not expected to score. So I think he's in a good position tonight. He is surprisingly his salary is higher than Cole Anthony, uh, 6,400 compared to 61. You know, if you would have said that was going to happen two months ago, you would have looked like a crazy person. I, I like both of them tonight against the Rockets. I, I think each each player is reasonably, you know, it's a reasonable salary, and, and the opponent's great. Uh, I was going to say, isn't it all against the Rockets? Is just glory, yes. right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think one of the one of the obvious chalk options for the night will be Devin Booker, nine thousand uh, dollars. He had big sixty three point outing last night. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, he's going to dominate for the Suns. You know, all will be in his hands. It's his, it's his team. Uh, sticking with the Suns, Cam Johnson. It's this is the Cam Johnson episode. Cam Johnson, forty two hundred, thirty five fantasy points last night in thirty minutes. It's it's really hard to beat uh, thirty point upside at a forty two hundred dollar salary. So so I love him tonight as well. Now, Alex, I I was looking at Brogdon. And I, I think mainly, you mentioned earlier, you, you would be surprised if he played 15 minutes because of the significant layoff. Now, now my thought process here was, yeah, we're coming off the All-Star break. He was very close to returning the, the couple games prior to the All-Star break as well. And it kind of seemed like they just held him out for cautionary reasons instead. Uh, so my thought process was maybe he'll just, get his usual workload and be out there for 30 plus minutes. Uh, he's had plenty of practice time, but you don't think that's, that's a, a feasible at all. Uh, no, I don't think so. When he had his first long layoff, 
he came back and played 17 minutes. And then he sat two games and came back and played 26 minutes. And then he missed a month. Uh, so I, again, I guess it's possible, like what you're saying. Yeah, maybe he's kind of been ramping up into, uh, they're making sure he's like 100% before they, they put him in a game. But I don't know. He's been fragile his entire career. They're not trying to win. I, I, I want to play him in DFS. I picture the Pacers sideline, like every time he shoots, they're like, we're going to need more ice bags. Get more ice bags. Get ready. Yeah. All right. All right. You guys talked me off of him. Uh, I, I think $6,100 salary is great if he, if you know he's playing 33, 34 minutes. Uh, obviously, yeah, that's a big if. So I will be moving off of Brogdon. I think there are a couple other guys who, who are ha- have pretty decent salaries. You know, Anthony Edwards has been pretty up and down. You know, he goes from uh, 49 fantasy points, 61 to 21, 10, and 23. Uh, he's he's 7,600 for tonight's slate. There's risk there, uh, but it, oh man, that 60 point upside at $7,600 <laughs> is hard for me to ignore. Yeah, uh, you'd assume uh, he bounced back some from his one and eleven shooting last night. Yes, I don't. His, his shooting's been trending down. Like past four games, ten shots, eight shots, eleven shots, eleven shots. Um, while Russell just keep going up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overall, he's having a great season still, but uh, definitely more inconsistent than I expected him to be, especially after his the way he thrived the latter the second half of the season uh, last year. A um, couple other guys who have very discounted uh, salaries compared to what we usually see them at. OG Ananobi and Scotty Barnes, two teammates. Uh, Ananobi, it makes sense. Uh, he, he, he's he been struggling. Uh, the last three games, 24 fantasy points, 14 and 10. Uh, still playing about 30 minutes per game, but just hasn't... Uh, Toronto hasn't needed him to step up and do much. Uh, $5,400. Is is OG too risky for you, Alex? Man, I don't know what's going on with Aganobi. Um, You know, they got Scotty Barnes and Siakam playing well. Van Fleet takes up a lot of usage. I think he's kind of just very quietly turned into like the fourth or fifth option on this team. Um, And... 5,400, it is hard to resist. I mean, it's hard to imagine OG dropping below five, uh, 5K. Sure. So, you know, and even like his past two games, yes, his past two games have been bad. Basically, uh, 25 combined fantasy points. But before that, he hadn't dropped below 20 since like, you know, uh, early January. So I, at 5,400, uh, I do like him going up against the Hornets who aren't exactly a defensive stopper. Uh, yeah, it's tough. I, yeah. It's tough. I, I actually, I, I think, I think he's a good player. I think he's very good. I, I there are some, you know, staunch defenders of Ananobi who think he's like, you know, all NBA level good. Uh, I think he is better. His best role is basically being the fourth or fifth option for a team and just focusing on defense and being a, a key piece, but not necessarily a featured player. So, he's a better NBA player than he is a fantasy player. Agreed. Uh, anybody, anybody you want to highlight before we wrap this thing up, Shannon? That's about it, man. I, I'm probably, you know, I, I'm going to pound the, the Suns. Uh, 
going to pound them hard for probably as long as guys like Cam Johnson stay discounted and, and, and Devin Booker is going to be a nightly 60 point guy. Uh, it's going to be hard for me to avoid the Suns. So look at the Suns, Toronto, Charlotte, Houston, Orlando. Th- those are going to be some fun matchups that should have a lot of big fantasy performances. And let's move to your old man rants. Ah, you know what chaps my hide? Guys in street clothes who should be playing. Last night, TNT kept showing a very well-rested Ben Simmons and Goran Dragic on the Nets bench. Both guys were in street clothes despite having no apparent injuries. Conditioning, these two have had nothing but workouts. Simmons isn't slated to play until March 8th. What is he doing when Michael Jordan was 39 years old playing in his last NBA season with Washington? He appeared in all 82 games and averaged 37 minutes a game, 37 minutes per at age 39. But Big Ben and the Dragon don't feel comfy yet. Ah! I take offense to you calling Ben Simmons Big Ben, just so you know. Because you know. of Ben, say it. Huh? Because of ben, 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 ben Wallace, dude. Yeah, Come exactly. On. Yeah. Come on. Detroit Piston, Ben Wallace. Yeah. There's only, there's only one Big Ben. But he's not in, and he's not playing now. So now Simmons is the Big Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am, I am surprised that Ben Simmons will not be playing for quote unquote weeks. That is kind of surprising to me. Uh, I guess he's just been playing Call of Duty in his house. Uh, for Dragic, mispronounced... Dragic isn't ready? What? Come on. Eh, you know. Eh. Uh, mispronounced names. We had Anthony Simons. The Simmons Simons. Oh, no, man. it's not that. His name is Anferny. I didn't Anferny. say Anferny. We, you said Anthony. We also had the Simmons Simons mix up, which yeah. happens every time we discuss every time. them. Yeah. <laughs> Both. That's a that's a new one where we that's butcher the one. first and last name. That's fantastic. Anthony Simmons. It's not even that hard. It's not even that hard. I apologize to everyone who, for some reason, continues to listen to me. Well, you know, the guys on TNT will can pronounce Giannis's name correctly until he was uh, basically an MVP. So uh, we might get some slack on uh, Anthony Simons. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Roto-Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I guess presented by WinBet. Ken, take us out of here. For today's quote, let's go back to 1985 in Boston and this glorious Larry Bird story from veteran Boston scribe Dan Shaughnessy. All right. After injuring a finger in a bar fight during the 1985 conference finals against the Sixers, Bird was practicing with his finger heavily taped. When Shaughnessy asked doubtfully if he was going to play like that in the game, Bird informed the reporter that he could tape his entire hand and still outshoot him. He then had the trainer tape his shooting hand in a fist and challenge Shaughnessy to a shooting contest competition. 100 free throws at $5 a shot. The two took turns shooting in rounds of 10. Bird, resting the ball on the palm of his bound right fist and guiding it with his left hand, made 86 shots. And Shaughnessy owed him $160. Those are $1985. After the reporter paid him the next day before the Sixers game, 
bird, like a cruel older brother, placed the eight $20 bills in his sock and played the whole game with the money in his shoe. Oh, thank you for indulging me in that. Attention, passengers! This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. 